Hi, I'm here with Michael Willis, FAIA, at the Monterey Design Conference. Mr. Willis founded MWA Architects Incorporated in 1988 and, and served as principal until 2016. Since 2017, he has been an independent design consultant and teaching at his alma mater, Washington University. Uh, Bachelor of Architecture 1973, Master of Architecture 1976, MSW in 1976. Oh, okay, so you got it after. You got it after you got the architecture. Uh, um, it's simultaneous. It was, oh, okay. The architecture. MSW at the same time. Oh my goodness. Um, MWA Architects has created master plans and has designed several mixed income affordable housing and neighborhood revitalization projects in San Francisco, Oakland, Portland, Detroit, St. Louis, Memphis, and post Katrina, New Orleans. Faubourg Lafitte in New Orleans. The uh, Catch Williams Glide Community House and the GEDC 125 Mason Housing Tower in San Francisco. He has facilitated planning studies in St. Louis's downtown, North Central, and Jeff um, Jeff Vanderloo neighborhoods, demonstrating that good design does not have to be expensive to be comprehensive. He was principal on large public projects, including the International Terminal at San Francisco Airport, Terminal 2 at Oakland International, and the Central Subway, Yerba Buena, Moscone Station in San Francisco. So I've actually been in all of your projects oh. then. Yes, <laughs> all of those projects back then. That's a Cecil Williams? Or C uh, I think you said... I, I probably, yeah. Is it Cecil? Yeah, Cecil Williams Glide Community House. Okay. That, that, that's right. Okay, thank you. Okay. So, Michael, what are your first recollections of experiencing architecture? Um, I think the first realization that uh, architecture was something 3D that I could access was um, I was in uh, mechanical drafting uh -huh. in high school and I was always sketching and drawing but that's the first time I realized that these eight and a half by 11 pieces of paper could actually turn into something three-dimensional, turn into a building. And so from that point, I decided that I would be an architect. Uh, and so I applied for architecture school uh, right out of high school. But I have to say, one of the, the biggest influences or impacts was in 1965 when they were finishing the Gateway Arch in St. Louis. Um, and I saw them jack the legs apart and drop in the keystone, oh. <laughs> which yeah. works exactly the way the Romans said it would on a voussoir yes. arch. Yes. And in that one moment, that 630 feet high and wide, it's a catenary actually. Yes, yes. 630 yeah. feet yeah. wide and 630 feet high, 
became an absolute uh, structural reality. And so I, I, I saw that, and I, I just I, I wanted to be a part of that world. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's great. Um, what are three classic buildings that you like and why? Uh, three classic buildings, I think, um, would have to be... Uh, one is uh, Palladio. I saw I saw a, a, a few of his buildings in in Vicenza, mm-hmm. and I I have to say I really liked um, of the of the th- of the three buildings of his that I saw. I'm going to pick on the Basilica, okay? Because the Basilica was an adaptive reuse project. He, he just put the loggia and a structure on top of an existing building. It was actually a remodel. A, a remodel. A, remodel. <laughs> a dramatic, crazy, wonderful remodel. Yeah. But it was... Remodel in addition. It was a way of saying that buildings belong um, in the city. And here's a way of, of, of bringing that use mm-hmm. up to... Con- up to current standards in a classic old building. They don't tear stuff down. They remodel it. So I think Palladio would be my, that would be my classic. Um, And then they don't have to be classic, just like well-known, like classic architecture. Yeah. 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 Uh, But I I, I got a lot from uh, seeing not only the, the, that building and because we do adaptive reuse projects mm-hmm. it just it just made sense to me as a reference you know I, I didn't know that about that building yeah, yeah. I, 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 I used yeah. to I used to give away copies of the four books of architecture <laughs> because I thought you ought to you ought to know this stuff not because we're copying you know uh, 16th century buildings uh-huh. but because of the lessons in proportion scale material structure mm-hmm. he did roadways so and and that all became important stuff for me so there is uh, the basilica um uh, another classic building i think i'll just stick with it uh, the gateway arch okay uh, yeah i was gonna um, ask if that was one of them yeah it's it's because it's 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 not only architecture it's structure mm-hmm. how it how it was actually built, and it is a symbol. Yes. So those those buildings, that building influenced me because as a kid, mm-hmm. I was watching it get built. Yeah. You know, it was a, yeah. it was a big spectator sport. Yeah. And uh, my third classic building, ah, if I have to pick one out of uh, my rolling memory, um, well, let me come back to that third building. Okay, okay. Um, what do you like about being an architect? Oh, that's kind of simple. <laughs> what I like about being an architect, really, is getting projects built. We, you know, I, 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 I looked at, for about 10 minutes, the option of, of uh, majoring in urban studies where... Uh, we can talk about how cities were made, um, how 
um, you know, these these grand designs, whether it's Tony Garnier or Ebenezer Howard, and you know, we're talking about concepts for building cities. But the reason that I wanted to be an architect is because I wanted to build buildings. I wanted to confront neighborhoods, budgets, um, code, zoning, and get projects built. So that's what yeah. I like about being, yeah. uh, being an And architect. I think that's really more for people. I mean, that's how people, that's how most people experience architecture by the built form. I mean, they're not like studying the theory of architecture they're, they're or, no, no. They're walking down the street, uh, turning left and, and seeing something in front of them that sticks with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say... Uh, walking through Bilbao, uh, and I might just pick this project for my third building uh-huh. because of what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm walking through the city, mm-hmm. and Bilbao has narrow streets, and then suddenly I see the puppy <laughs> in front of uh, Gary's museum. Taking nothing away from the museum. <laughs> yeah. It's just the idea that that through these little str- the surprise. Yes, yes, the, element of the, surprise. The, 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 yeah. the, the element of urban surprise, mm-hmm. I thought, now that's cool. I, I, I've got good things to say about the building, but it was just this, this idea that even if you don't go to the building, mm-hmm you are being engaged by something that the architects and the artists put in the urban environment for you. I mean, that's what I love about You know what's funny? You're architect. describing it right now, and I've never been there, and I've never known that that was a sequence of spaces of how you get into it. But I, when you, with you describing it, I imagined it. And that's like just one of the wonderful things about being an architect and being able to, to like describe space to people. And that we're that we're getting it, you know. We're like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. Uh, and and so so when I when I see buildings, some things about some aspects of them grab me and stick with me. Um, for an example, when uh, we joined with S O M and Del Campo and Maru to design the San Francisco International Terminal mm-hmm. back in ninety, I think we got the job in ninety. But didn't really start cranking till '95. The picture that I pinned up on my desk mm-hmm. was the Cologne train station <laughs> because it was a big, generous space. It covered the trains and the people. It was glass. Mm-hmm. Light came pouring in, and whether it was for trains or planes, mm-hmm. that kind of visual idea. Mm-hmm came from built space, not yeah. just the theory of how light goes through yes. a building. I yes. was, and I didn't know about, I mean, I didn't take the picture of the train station because I thought we were going to get this job. I was mm-hmm. just taking a picture of things that interested me. Yeah. And yeah. then when we got this uh, cool job, mm-hmm. I, my mind went back to that picture and said, tr- you know, transportation, it houses the entire thing. Mm-hmm. The thing that gets you from here to there, the people down below, and lets light come all the way down to the platform, mm-hmm. which is also uh, the concept I was using for our uh, uh, Moscone subway station, light all the way down to the platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so why did you decide to apply for fellowship in the AIA and what uh, object did you choose? Hmm. Well, objective, I guess. Objective. Yeah, I yeah. know uh, it's an object. Okay. Um, I, uh, my object was, I'm not sure what they call it now, but this had to do with um, uh, connection with community. Okay. Because uh, for most of my practic practice life, I wasn't the designer. Um, I commented on design, in the uh, yes, in the early parts of my practice when it was just, you know, me and my 1984 Macintosh. <laughs> uh, I, have, I have a couple of those in my garage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, I had to conceptualize, and but my real aim was to, to find people to work with me to be the people who were going to be the day-to-day -day architects. So, so let me just, just, just say that again. I mean, so my object, you know, most of our work is public. Mm -hmm. yeah. Connecting with communities. Mm -hmm. uh, working to support other architects in practice. Mm -hmm. So I've done a lot on the mentoring side. I've done a lot on the community connection side. And I think those are vitally important aspects of what architects do. And that was my object rather than teaching or design practice or, you know, I, I, I wanted to focus on the the benefit to the architectural community that I was able to that I, I thought I could make a case for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, did. <laughs> so, um, did you want to use uh, Bill Bell as your as your third building, or did you think of something else? Uh, well, it's uh, since I, 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 I it's, it's a little funny since I use the uh, I use the cat. I mean the the big puppy, the flower, the flower puppy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let me let me pick another building. Okay. Um, I will pick my very first water infrastructure project, uh -huh. something that fascinates me even now. <clears throat> the and I'll and I'll pick this building because when we got this project. When we were interviewed for this project, we were interviewed by engineers. Mm -hmm. They didn't really know or care that we didn't have water experience. They just, mm -hmm. they thought they had already designed the building. <laughs> I mean, it, to be fair, it was a big industrial, I mean, uh, infrastructure project. They thought they had a design. They just needed an architect to yeah, to, to make it, it up, look you know, put some something. fins on it yeah. or something yeah. like that. But they yeah. felt that they had already yeah. had a design. And when, so in that sense, they said, we just need an architect. Fine, you're hired. Well, that's another story. It wasn't just that. It was, it was the best interview of all time to get that project because when we talked to the engineers at first, he kept asking me how many people are in the firm. And I said, what's, what's a number, you know? 
what, what, what's a number? I, I just talked about our energy and how excited we were. And, and he kept saying, okay, all right. But the day before the interview, he called me and said, you know, I've really liked talking to you. I promise we're going to find a project that we can do together, but I'm not sure this is it. Oh, no. And I told him, well, the interview's already set up. Uh-huh. Let it happen. Uh-huh. And if you still don't think we're the right people, uh-huh. then fine. We'll at least have had our say. And after a very long pause, he said, okay. <laughs> so I got uh, four people in my Volkswagen <laughs> and we drove across the Bay Bridge and we proceeded to have the seminal knockout interview of all time to the point where the engineers interviewing us that after we finished it you guys want to go to lunch yeah let's go to lunch <laughs> so it it just it just kept going and on my on our drive back across the bay bridge uh-huh. i said that's our job i just knew it and he in fact did call now why is this important when we seems pretty important. It's, yeah, it's, it does seem pretty important. But but here's why here's why it mattered to me is uh-huh. is my favorite building. Uh-huh. One of my favorite buildings is because when we looked at you now we're hired. Uh-huh. And I said, look, we don't design water facilities, but I have some arch- I've got some questions. Yeah. Why is this building over here and this other building over here? Tell me what happens in these two buildings. Uh-huh. And he began to explain to me how you know, somebody has to go to this building every few hours and that building every few hours. And I said, well, what, what if they were together so you wouldn't have to get in the truck to go to the other one? And he said, okay. So I, the light came on for me because I understood that by asking I would call them architectural questions. Just, I said, explain it to me. I'm, this is yes. not just yeah, design. Yeah. I'm, I'm not just yeah. going to stick things on here, yeah. but tell me why. What goes on in this building? What goes on in that building? And then, so the light, so as I understood it, I began to realize that architects, architects, could have a major impact on infrastructure and industrial buildings, just like in the WPA period, and where art was a part of the infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. I've said to other people before, you know, it's not just, you know, architecture. A lot of people say, oh, architecture, you know, and architects, they're, they, you know, people don't need them anymore. And I said, no, because we're, we find solutions to so many things that aren't architectural, that aren't, don't seem architectural. You know, but they, it is problem solving in many, in so many ways. I'll, yeah. I'll give you an example. I, I, when we were talking, this is the same water project. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll, this is, there were actually two projects, two projects, a similar program, but uh, in two different sites. Uh-huh. And so he, I said, so, well, what are the, what, what are the, what are you trying to solve? What do you, what, what, what would you like to achieve? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, we want, to, um, we want to reduce the energy usage in this building as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. To me, the architectural solution was a skylight. I didn't say it at the time, but uh-huh. I was, 
as he was talking about the things he was trying to solve, I noticed that there were architectural solutions to the problems that the engineers are trying to solve. So when I proposed them, mm -hmm. it wasn't just an architect putting a fin on the building. It was, I'm, I'm answering the question of how do we use, um, how, how do we make these the most energy efficient buildings we can mm -hmm. by using more daylight. Yeah. So I was answering yeah. the daylight question. Yeah. Yeah. And so when the light came on, I realized that if we bothered to understand what the engineering objectives were, we could be, we could offer architectural solutions, not in a, in a frivolous way, mm -hmm. but in a, in a very specific way that shows how the architecture can be a part of any infrastructure project. And so we, MWA, mm -hmm. my firm, mm -hmm. we became water experts, wastewater, clean water, labs, mm -hmm. because we got interested in it. Not mm -hmm. just because it was just a cool job for architects, uh -huh. but because yeah. we realized, uh, I realized that we could make an actual contribution to the infrastructure through architecture. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. And then what, what's the name of that plant? Was it in the bio? Uh, no, it's, it's, it's not in the bio, okay. but it's the El Sobrante treatment plant. Okay. El, El Sobrante ozonation plant. Okay. Okay. So they used ozone. Yeah. Okay. And they used yeah. ozone. And the other cool thing about that was mm -hmm. uh, we weren't fighting any other architects for that project because we use chlorine for purification. So they, they didn't expect to find any architects that had any experience with ozone they just wanted to hire an architect so we became experts in ozonation. in ozonation yeah yeah and now that's all that's pretty much what everybody uses isn't it it's it's I mean, not not entirely but, yeah. but uh but ozone is ozone is used in and conditions where let's say the water uh, becomes a little hard to treat you can only put mm -hmm. so much chlorine mm -hmm. into the water without it affecting the taste did you do the Helix Water District? Did we you didn't. do that one? Okay, that one's in San Diego. No, San we didn't. Diego. Okay. So we did two ozonation plants uh -huh. for East Bay Municipal Utility District and for what was then CH2M Hill, now Jacobs Engineering. Okay. Uh, and we had such a great time with it that while we were doing that project, they just said, you guys want to do another project? <laughs> And that was our first wastewater project, uh, the Richmond, uh, the Richmond uh, water recovery project. Okay. Now, is that any, I mean, I know toilet to tap is like not, they want to, you know, that that's like a bad connotation, but I'm, I can't remember. What, it, what, is, what is it called now? Not, well, it's not toilet, it's, but you're basically reused. Uh, recycling. Recycling. Yeah. Okay. Toilet to tap, I think, was a, you know, a big scary. Ooh, <laughs> don't say that. But if you look up uh, very sophisticated systems like uh, Singapore's New Water, one W, New Water. Okay. Um, they had no choice but to purify water to the highest standards mm -hmm. because. 
their access to fresh water was highly limited. So they just made it a point of national pride. Mm -hmm. You can see the prime minister drinking a bottle of it because it's not, you know, it's, how do you say this? You know, the, the water has stuff in it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, and if you get the stuff out of that water, then it's water. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so new water is is one kind of fantastic example of of how you uh, how you can treat wastewater mm -hmm. to you know bathe your newborn in its standards. Mm -hmm. So toilet mm -hmm. to tap was just a, a little scary method. Yeah, that... that's what they that's what they used down in San Diego, but they stopped using that because people were so against just that just that toilet you know toilet. Oh my God, toilet to tap. Toilet water. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh. But if you look at it another way, if you if you really treat wastewater, you only need potable water for maybe twenty seven percent cooking, bathing, drinking. Yeah, you don't need potable yeah. water to wash down yeah. roads no. and concrete. No. You don't need potable water to uh, uh, to um, irrigate fields. Tank. Well, yeah, toilet tank. Toilet tank. <laughs> uh, I think it's what is it, Title Twenty Two? I can't remember now. The California where you're allowed to use uh, specifically purified water for irrigation. Mm -hmm. So, I think toilet to tap was just a um, uh, a pretty successful, I guess, scare tactic. <laughs> but it 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 wasn't looking at the, the science or the existential reality of what we need wastewater for, yeah, yeah. how we can use recycled wastewater, mm -hmm. and what we need potable water for. Mm -hmm. So I think we should just look at those things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Seriously. So what do you think about the future of architecture? I am, I am very hopeful about the future of architecture because of what the kinds of things I'm talking about is that architects have a vital role to play in how our cities um, and our communities and how our infrastructure um, functions, whether that's housing, streets, roads, uh, water, transportation, mm -hmm. subways, mm -hmm. airports. Yeah. That is architectural work. And I think the, the thing that we're really, really, really good at mm -hmm. is going to the community and saying, we want to do these projects with you. Mm -hmm. What are some of your concerns and how can we address those concerns in design? We now know enough about engineering, I'll say water engineering, yes. that we can offer solutions that don't endanger the treatment process at all. Mm -hmm. So we're not mm -hmm. just doing something weird and out yeah. of process because we think it's an architectural. Yeah. <laughs> so we we yeah. understand the engineering yeah. and we understand the architecture. We understand communities mm -hmm. and we can bring all those things together. That's, that's why I'm still hopeful about what we do. Okay. Uh, Michael, thank you so much. This has been a great, uh, a great interview. Thank you. You're welcome. Now I'm like, record. <laughs>